aka Patters, day 26 of the 31 Days of Dread. We have one of the greatest sequels of all time. Not only one of the greatest horror sequels of all time, but one of the greatest sequels ever. Dracula's Daughter, 1936. Let's go. And we're back, my AKA Patters. Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. This is where, here on the podcast, AKA Pads of Film Buff Podcast, we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. And we're in day 26 now. We're winding it down. We have a abrupt two theme because I, I had the Universal Horror on my list when I did my introduction episode 27 episodes ago. 27 drops ago, I did my introduction, and I kind of wanted to highlight at least some of the movies I was thinking about, and I said, look, we're going to make a return to Universal Horror. Last night, I watched Frankenstein Meets Wolfman, and I am completely blown away by the implications of that movie. See, it's been a few years since I watched any Universal Horror, because previously, I watched them Maybe year two, maybe year three of the 31 Days of Dread. It's at least been four years. And this movie, Frankenstein meets Wolfman. The curiosity is there. Like, what type of movie is this in the 30s? They're really essentially merging franchises here. They're they're merging properties. We're having a mashup Avengers-level movie. And it immediately connects to Wolfman. It immediately connects to Frankenstein. The plot points run from Frankenstein into this. The work of Dr. Frankenstein is pivotal in this story. And the movie ends with everyone getting washed away when basically a water supply, the dame gets bombed. Washes away a entire castle. Roll credits. I'm not even exaggerating. So to forward that. And thank you Peacock. For having some of these movies available. I think Peacock. Them being a universal. Uh, you know. A universal company. Comcast Universal. I don't know why Peacock doesn't have the inf- entire film library. From 1931. All the way down to 1956. This is a cinematic franchise, people. But I don't—I I really don't understand why they don't uh, have this block of movies displayed, you know, like available a certain way. So the one that really strikes me when it comes to just a level of curiosity, and I need more of this, is Dracula's Daughter, 1936. 1931 had... The Bella Lugosi Dracula. This is a direct sequel. This might be one of the best sequels of all time. The plot is very simple. Von Helsing is on trial for murdering Dracula. Dracula's body disappears. This countess shows up. And she is of Dracula's kin. We have a little bit of a love affair. We have uh, an interest of love. We have this investigation. We have 
familiar characters disappearing. We have familiar characters turning up uh, hypnotized. Like all of these tropes, right? But these were not tropes back in this day. We were, were inventing here. All of these things you see in the other horror movies. And Dracula's daughter is... It's so interesting. Because you can kind of read this movie as, as her being possessed by Dracula's ghost. Or Dracula himself. Von Helsing, uh, the one of the uh, debates in this movie is how can you uh, have a trial for this man. Uh, if he killed but was already dead. Very meta. Again, sounds like something from today's today's like one uh, you know one streaming drop or, or something but it sounds like it's from one of today's movies yeah and uh, people what we're seeing here really is the marvel cinematic universe i know i was very brief and somewhat uh, i feel like uh, yesterday's episode was very like panicked <laughs> uh but I just, it's like even now, I just need more time to think about exactly what these implications are. I love the idea that in this movie, people are still trying to figure out what happened uh, in the events of Dracula. People are still trying to figure out if Dracula is real or not. And we have all the events of Dracula, Dracula bleeding into the real world. It is so interesting the foresight the level of writing the imagination the positioning of the story and then we have a bunch of characters that we do care about and this movie as all of these movies seem to end tragically i don't know people dracula's daughter i guess like the other movie that i'm now absolutely (laughs) curious about is the son of dracula 1943 so yesterday we highlighted the house of frankenstein and the house of dracula and then we get into this abbott and costello abbott and costello meet frankenstein meet the invisible man meet creature from the black lagoon 1948 1951 1954 1955, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. To round out the universal horror era, we get revenge of the creature, and the creature walks among among us in 1956. And we're done with universal horror. It's, it's insane that the parallel of these movies rolling into comedy with Abbott and Costello uh, self mockery it does parallel the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Phase 4 She-Hulk, Miss Marvel where these, uh, where these uh, even Hawkeye uh, it, everything became funny and silly and, and it's it's very interesting it really is I grew up my my uh, film buff lineage uh, 
until we got this run of really good superhero sequels and, and Hollywood just really figuring out sequels, there, there was an era of few merits within sequels. So we always go, go back to the discussion in, in Scream where the film students are discussing great sequels and we get Terminator 2, we get Godfather, uh, all, like all the usual suspects, Empire Strikes Back. And for a long time, that these were this was the class, but always left out was this movie. And, and, and as a follow-up to the 1931 Dracula, who by this point, by 1936, Dracula was already legendary. Bella, Bella Lugosi was a selling point. This movie's been left out of every single sequel conversation I have ever heard. So... This is what the film buff is all about, people. We we go deep. That's what she said. We love the analysis. We give it time. We give it thought. We give it research. And if I could watch more of these movies before discussing them with you, I would have. But there's nothing available as of like an easy way to, to get a hold of some of these. Uh, I'm going to do some research as of which ones matter, which one is. Because even here on Wikipedia, we have the, the uh, Universal Monsters, the, the, the Classic Collection, the Monster Collection, the Legacy Collection, the Central Collection, Complete Collection. Uh, and this is just how they were released. Like, even the Complete Collection leaves out Murders in the Room Morgue. I know we have some Edgar Allan Poe, Island of Lost Souls. So not all of these movies are interconnected. Some of them are. And that's really what makes it a, a universe. Because I do feel like uh, a, a bit of the positioning for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and Kevin Feige uh, has to uh, absolute standalone adventures and movies and ideas. And not everything being interconnected. Uh, I think that's a Follies game. AK Pat here, the film buff. So uh, next to her, <laughs> tomorrow will be Casper, the friendly ghost. Yes, Casper. Christina Ricci, Steven Spielberg, Emblem Entertainment. Spielberg did not direct Casper. It's his production company. Universal Emblem Entertainment, Casper, 1995. And then uh, cycling right back to Peacock, dropping tonight at midnight. Is Five Nights at Freddy's, and I have heard insane things about this movie. Can't wait. All right, guys. Oh, it gets a little depressing <laughs> because we are wrapping it up. And uh, I still want to do uh, Insidious, The Red Door. I want to do Talk to Me. And then the final. The final will be a horror TV show to be revealed the day of. Rock and roll, guys. <laughs>